Comics in the combat zone Comics in the combat zone Usually we make you laugh But now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes Hey there everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Comics of the Combat Zone Talking about CZW A Living Hell Which happened May 6, 2000 I'm Jordan Ducharme and I'm Ben Stad. And uh, yeah, Ben, a living hell. I thought that's what what we might be in store for watching this show, but it actually wasn't all that bad. Yeah, I won't say it was a living heaven. I'd say a, li- <laughs> a, li- a living purgatory. It was a way to spend two hours and eighteen minutes. I yeah, say. sure. I've I've <laughs> spent worse ways uh, two hours, probably watching CZW. But no, this wasn't so bad. Yeah, I've been in like uh, traffic jams for like that long. I've yeah, and I've some, sat in waiting rooms. Yeah, some CZW episodes are worse than just waiting in the traffic <laughs> jam. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. There's, but, there's shows where I'd rather just stare at the wall. Than yeah, yeah. CZW. Literally, what would rather watch paint dry. But this wasn't that. So no. uh, we do. It's it's interesting. We start outside the arena before the show for the first time ever, and there's just some nerdy guy. Like I don't know how else to describe him, but he just he looks like Rick Blade almost, but ginger, like with the glasses yeah. on. He he listened to like Ice Cube and stuff in <laughs> school, thinking he was like made him cool. Yeah, but he'd censor himself too, just not yeah, to piss anyone off. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Nick Gage just shows like he's in the line, he's in the queue basically, and he just turns around. He's like, "Hey, I'm the fucking man." Uh, it gets in this guy's face, uh, and he's like, "I have a mystery opponent tonight." A lot of people are saying it's going to be Sabu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which nobody, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and nobody was saying it's going to be Sabu. Yeah. Like, I, even though I know they'd just been to Japan. Nobody was saying Sabu's come to America for well, CZW. I'm almost like, why are you the guy putting that out there when you know it's not Sabu? Yeah, <laughs> it's such a bait and switch. Getting people hyped. Um, yeah, and also in this interview, he does say, and the interviewer calls him out, like he just keeps going, I'm the man, <laughs> like <laughs> all the time. Dude, he says it at least half a dozen times yeah. here. And he is. They also find a fan who brought his own signs, and one of them says, Justice pain, just in case, just gay. <laughs> That, this guy, that rules. This guy wrote this. Yeah, that brought it from home. And his wife loved it. Yeah. He, did he have a wife? I, I don't know. I just assume this not guy anymore. was alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Team Softcore just arrive in a red Jeep. Dude, it's the, awesome. And they just jump out of the Jeep and start beating the shit out of Nick Gage. And then they all get inside the Jeep again and just drive away. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> Zoolander. Like the Jeep they're in is like from Zoolander or Jurassic Park. Yeah, and and like Trent is hanging out of it. Like, yeah, it's I, like, it is sick. I really liked it. Like, because this is the sort of shit that you can do when you're a smaller thing, where you do like, I guess, immersive theatre, <laughs> where like everyone's just chilling outside, and then the guy, the models from Zoolander, pull up, just beat up Nick Gage, <laughs> and then just drive off. Well, if you were a twelve year old in the, in the queue, this would be just sick. Yeah, if like, you, oh my god, Trent Acid. Yeah, get your bum out, please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we cut, and we're back in the arena, and it starts as it has been for like the last few shows, with two announcers coming in, the douchebag guy and uh, the the regular guy. The douchebag announcer actually steals Hat Guy's hat for a second and reveals him to be completely balding. Yeah, that like, is a shame to reveal that. That's what I would have assumed, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but you, sometimes, you know, Schrodinger's baldness. Like, sometimes <laughs> you, you just want to keep the mystery, you know? I mean, I'm not completely anti-bald, but 
it would have been nice if he'd had a bit of hair. That's true. I was thinking either like bald or just full like skullet. Like yeah, hair. yeah, just an absurd haircut. Uh, but we also, I realized right away, I have noted here, the audio issues we had last week were totally better. Uh, you could just hear what they were actually saying, which is such an improvement. It feels like a big jump up in audio mm-hmm. and video department, I'd say, this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, they had sure. the two cameras. They had the yeah. hard camera and the guy on the floor, and they went back and forth. Like, the quality is still, like, the worst on YouTube. <laughs> well, it's maybe gone from 360p to 480p. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's but not the film is... quality uh, video yes. here. <laughs> yeah, you'd still be like, is this illegal if you found it on a V8? <laughs> <laughs> and so the announcers break down the card, which I always sort of hate. It almost feels like spoilers, because I like coming into these CCW shows just blind and just seeing who comes out. But they're breaking down the card, uh, and the fans just turn on this douchey announcer who's trying to do, like, this big build. And he's like, for months, you've been asking, where is this guy? Where has he been? And it's all a big introduction to the bar, if you remember the bar. No. <laughs> Nobody's asked where he is. Yeah, exactly. It's like the people saying it's Sabu. It's like, no, yeah, no one's that saying w- Imagine he'd actually, yeah, people are asking where he is and we've got Mick Folt. Like, just that <laughs> was just an absurd get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But- and the bar comes out and he's wearing, like, khakis and a dress shirt with a mask. Uh, and a tie, and it, it just looked really weird. He enters the eye of the tiger, and he's almost got like this new gimmick. Like he's almost the, I think he's the guest time co- uh, timekeeper here. Like I don't really know what he was doing. He just took a seat next to the ringside. <laughs> yeah. And then the the whole thing just started beginning. And he says, "Your God has returned." When he grabs the microphone, and the fans just drown him out with a "shut the fuck up" chant, like immediately. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I know one. They've not really been. Like, you're supposed to seed this stuff in wrestling. You're supposed to, people are supposed to bring up bar, I guess, in matches or yeah. in promos, which they've been doing a bit more, but there's nothing. And well, like, he says, he says, in CZW, nobody passes the bar. Like, it's a law school or something. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, and then he just sits ringside anticlimactically. Uh, and then we get Diablo Macabre coming out to start the show, and he enters with full leather boy John Dahmer. Like, John Dahmer is back to the first few weeks, like, full. Even, like, tighter leather than Trent Acid. This guy looks ridiculous. And Natasha's almost dressed like a vampire or, like, a Morticia from the Adams Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, her hair is all done up. And I guess this is just, like, a new terrible faction that uh, doesn't have to exist. Uh, and Gabriel Knight comes out, of course, as we're getting the big blow-off in this feud between Gabriel Knight and Diablo, formerly of the Thrill Kill cult. Yeah. Um, Gabe rushes the ring right away, ducks under both guys' clotheslines, and then double DDTs both guys. Dahmer rolls out as fans are just chanting boring immediately. <laughs> like, they don't even give this match a chance. Like, it's been nothing but action, and they just start chanting boring. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were chanting boring. They were, like, oh, yeah. chanting for boring. <laughs> yeah. I was chanting, I was chanting boring. boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Diablo takes over when uh, Dahmer trips Gabriel on the outside, hits a senton splash in the corner, and then gets mad at Dahmer for some reason and goes to confront him. Uh, this gives Gabe the opening to schoolboy uh, Diablo for, like, the referee fucks the pinfall up. He does the thing where he counts one as he hits the ground, and then no one catches it, so he has to do, like, a three count. Uh, and this match is over at two minutes and 51 seconds. Mercifully short, I thought. Yeah, very odd match. Um, very, very strange. And, like, w- weirdness at the end as well. Quite an uncomfortable ending, I'd say. <laughs> I'm sure you'll go into it now, but... Yeah, the beatdown continues as Dahmer prepares to, like... He's going to throw uh, Gabe outside over the top rope through a table and for some reason this is like too much for natasha and she's like i can't allow this gets in the ring gets in in his way so dahmer yells at her gets slapped and then he hits her with his patented spine buster 
just laying out Natasha yeah, here. Yeah, no, that's cool. That was all right, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the heels leave, and Natasha's sort of helped to the back. Uh, I wouldn't say uncomfortable. I mean, it was, beating up women was sort of par for the course in 2000s, like ECW and shit like that, I guess. Yeah, it just, I don't know where it came from. I think I didn't understand, like, I don't. Yeah. Are they I supposed <laughs> to be, were they supposed to be friends? And like, maybe that's why she's like, you can't do this to your friend. But they never establish any of this stuff, I guess, right? Well, and it almost feels like Dahmer and this Natasha had like a real life breakup and then they had to like write her out of the show or whatever. Yeah. Like it really just comes from nowhere. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say nowhere because it was a betrayal, which we have come to expect. Uh, but yeah, just so random. It's just odd that like last week... Rick Blade gets hit with a baseball bat in not that bad of a way, and there's a stretcher. She got, like, spine-busted quite significantly, <laughs> and the only person to help there is wearing a Confederate flag bandana. So yeah. I was just like, okay, no, fair <laughs> enough. And then Gabe Knight sticks around in the ring. He's all dejected when all of a sudden the hate club music hits, and they just jump him, which just made me laugh. Like, no one gets more shit than Gabriel Knight ever since he threatened to retire. Yeah. He's constantly getting jumped from behind. <laughs> this is going to make him retire. If, if they want him to stay they're going the wrong way about it mm-hmm. uh, and that's when justice Payne starts the uh, promo and he basically sets up the story for this show tonight saying zandig has said he must defend every title that he stole last month tonight uh and base and then uh he's like but he's not here tonight so i'm not gonna do that and then zandig's voice comes over the, the loudspeaker because uh, he's, he's in japan apparently uh, is it so, Japan? Or, did you say something about Australia as well or something? No, or this was Japan because it comes up later in the Lobo promo. Uh, okay. But as far Lobo as I know, promo. the only two people there must be like Wife Beater and Zandig because yeah. uh, everyone else, like all the other big names are here on this card tonight. The other big name. <laughs> yeah, all, the, <laughs> other, all yeah. the other big names. No, this is incredible. I love this so much that, Zan, that I, <laughs> Zangod was just speaking out like... And he did, and the God mic. Yeah, the God <laughs> mic, and he's like, I, even if I'm not there, I'm still the boss. <laughs> and yeah. like, it kind of cuts to where the wrestlers come in, so it looks like that bit in bloody um, Dor- like Wizard of Oz, uh, where... Sorry. What? I thought we weren't recording for a second, but we are. Okay. It looks like that bit in uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Do you know where they discovered that the it's just like a little man behind the curtain? Because <laughs> yeah. you can just see the entrance. I mean, if they, they discover it was a big oily man behind the curtain if he was there. But imagine that. Yeah. It, it's like it, the wizard can also kick the shit out of you, actually. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can you imagine if there was no moral to that? It's just actually, yeah. no, he's a big burly man. He's, he's going to be better than a wizard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just awesome. He it's, just it's shouts hilarious. over it. Well, and he's saying you'll have to face the Hoss bros and you're not allowed to use a member of Hate Club as a tag partner, which yeah. it makes no sense at all. Yeah, because anyone you'd want to use as well is his wife beater and he's not there anyway. Like, right. Oh, I guess he can't use Big Mac Smack. That works in his <laughs> favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he says, and you'll have to defend your title against Rick Blade, who... By the way, you didn't even win last week. Both your shoulders were down, which I noted. I thought that was the finish they were doing, and then they just gave it to him. Yeah. But I'm like, I guess they brought that back for some reason. And it says, and also, you're going to face Lobo. And then later, later down the line, it's me and you one-on-one. It's incredible. <laughs> this it, is all Zandig on the mic. It's the most discernible he's ever been in CZW, and he's in Japan. Like, <laughs> this is the most I've been able to understand him. This totally. Was, this was awesome. And I think it's actually genuinely a pretty sick stipulation like i like the idea of them being like oh well you've got the title so you're gonna have to defend them well, all this is this a is show. uh triple h from monday night raw I, I vince put him through the gauntlet where yeah he had to take on all the big guys in their stipulation match like that's cool i yeah, like it yeah i thought so too i mean i wasn't 
Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, Justice Payne is no Triple H, and I wasn't expecting <laughs> great matches or whatever. No, but he's better. Just as a story, I thought this was good. Yeah. And we'll see how it plays out. And then Rob Hartog comes out, and he's all he's dressed in all black. It's almost like he forgot his referee shirt at home. It just looks so weird. Yeah. And he looks so much more just an average dude, not in a referee shirt. Yeah, definitely. And, and he's like... Yeah, that was the boss talking. And if you don't comply, you can suck Zandig's dick. <laughs> yeah, and then he does like a suck it motion as well. I'm just like, I think his kids who he lost in the divorce are in because he wants to look real cool tonight. Dude, he couldn't have looked later. <laughs> You've never seen a bigger loser than Rob Hartog. Uh, and then as they're threatening him and getting him Rob's face, TNT by ACDC hits and the Haas bros are out. Uh, and they cut a they cut a promo and they kick Big Smack Mac out of the ring and then just start beating Justice Payne down when Cronus arrives to even the odds. It's so funny like Cronus isn't f- isn't built into any storylines or anything, but they've always just got a role for him. Like I think you'll find Justice Payne paid him a significant amount of money <laughs> last week to keep him on retainer. I think it was at least. Yeah, well, he's not a member of the hate club. No, yeah, that's true. That's true, actually. (laughs) Yeah, which, by the way, what happened to Jesse Drive? (laughs) Oh, yeah. He wasn't on this show at all. No, yeah, he's already gone. He's he's gone to Japan as well. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we get the Haas Bros versus Cronus and Justice Payne for the CCW Tag Team Champions, and it starts as a wild crowd brawl to start uh, where the pairs go to each side of the ring, which is always funny because the camera has to choose like which side is more interesting. Yeah. And and I notice here everyone is in spandex except for Justice Payne. Like it almost feels like Cronus would be with the Haas Bros based on their outfits. And Justice Payne is wearing like uh, casual leather wear. pants. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not. Like he does oh, he's later. Not at this bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah at yeah, the yeah, beginning, yeah. he's wearing like a shirt and like khakis. He looks like it's just a he's dad. He's got the Cronus fit from last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get lots of just flat bumps on the floor. Justice Payne like just eats a body slam on a chair. On the other side, Cronus just domes one of the hospitals with a chair shot to the head. This is the show of chair shots to the head, by the way. Like Jesus. Uh, this one didn't even register uh, compared to what Lobo takes later. <laughs> uh, but Justice Payne is suplexed back into the ring. Meanwhile, like Cron- they go to Cronus and he's just gushing blood from his head. I don't know what happened. Like he was just on offense five seconds ago and then you go to him and he's just bleeding. Yeah. Uh, the Hospitals double team Justice Payne in the corner with a springboard clothesline. Cronus saves it with a chair chair to Russ and then the heels take over. Justice Payne dives on one of the Hospitals outside as Cronus sets a table up. And I, lo- I always love when they're setting up tables, you know, because someone's going to yeah, go through it. Definitely. Uh, Russ gets the better of it, puts Cronus on the top rope, and then they make their table ramp that they, they always sort of make. Uh, and just as Cronus is about to go through, Justice Payne runs in and German suplexes Charlie through the table brutally. It looks good. <laughs> he lands like on his shoulder and neck, and the way the table breaks, it just makes a noise like a gunshot. Yeah, yeah. Some great. There are some great table um, bits. Yes, bumps. bumps. Yeah, bumps. That's it. Uh, and Justice Payne calls for another table in the ring, but then he gets thrown out of the ring. Uh, they lay Cronus on the table to do uh, like. They do that spot where one Hosbro German suplexes the other into a moonsault. Yeah. But they just, the table in Cronus was too far away. So, like, the guy's legs hit Cronus in the in the gut and it looks brutal, but he just slides over. Like, the table doesn't break at all. Yeah. Doesn't matter. 
Colin. Colin from the Frog, everyone. What a cameo. <laughs> I love we don't know how to edit these, so this will all just stay in. This is going to stay in, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then where was it? Yeah, the fans chant CCW anyways. Because it's funny. If you fuck up and it doesn't look cool, they'll chant you fucked up. But if they fuck up and it looks like brutal and violent, they'll just chant CCW. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Justice Payne breaks up the pin, sh- pin with a chair. And then he just... So he hits uh, one of the hospitals on the back with a chair, and then he just turns and hits Rob Hartog in the face with a chair. Yeah, it's Brit. Brop does get put through the ringer tonight. Yeah, and then they, the match is just thrown out and called a no contest at nine minutes and three seconds. And the hospitals just continue beating down the hate club and then just take their belts back. And I guess, like, we're just to assume that, oh, yeah, I guess they never lost the belts, and now they're their belts again. Yeah. I don't know, very odd. I mean, I thought it was a fun match, though. I enjoyed watching Big Max Matt get beat up. I do, too. And I thought nine minutes was perfect for this, too, as far as, like, an opening one. If you know you're going to see a lot of Justice Pain tonight. Yeah. This was fine. Uh, and then the Hate Club are still in the ring, and they're all angry when Lobo's music hits, and he just enters for the next match. Uh, and then Lobo cuts this promo on this shit hardcore title. He's like, it's not even recognized in the title in the company I wanted in or CCW. Yeah. So he's just say he throws it down. He's like, Justice Payne, you can keep it. I just want the world title. Uh, and then Lobo goes to leave, and he's like, I'm not even going to face Justice Payne. And that's when Nick Gage enters. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're getting Justice Payne versus Nick Gage again. So Nick Gage comes out. He grabs a mic, calls Lobo a pussy. Like, <laughs> as he's passing, it's just hilarious. And he's like, I won that title in the ECW arena. And he, instead of, he's like, I'm not going to face you, Justice Payne. I want to take out Lobo later. So... Just like that, one of the three matches Justice Payne's been set up with tonight is just off the table. Yeah, very strange. They just decided we're not doing this, and now it's going to be Nick Gage versus Lobo. (laughs) Then why did you book it? Yeah, why did the voice of Zandig (laughs) decide it? And then Gage, like, it was totally a segment here, you could just call it. Instead, he attacks the hate club (laughs) and then uh, was clears the ring uh, and then it just ends super anticlimactically. Like, they all just run away from Nick Gage. Uh, but then out next, representing the softcore connection with Trent Acid and Dewey Donovan, it's Nick Burke. And, and already, Ty Street is just nowhere to be seen. I think yeah, he's gone. I think, yeah, I think he's gone as well. He was the we- Well, no, Nick Burke, probably the weakest member, actually. <laughs> yeah, Ty was like a decent wrestler, but he just had no anything to him. Yeah, he was bizarre. A, yeah, at least Nick Burke is shit. Yeah. Like, Ty Street, unfortunately, was like completely competent. So you're sort of like, well, he's got... He's boring, though. Like, yeah. Burke, you're like, he's shit. I don't like him. You feel something for him. Yeah, the only thing I can say good about the softcore connection is the the music is awesome. I don't know what it is, but I'll find it out this yeah. week. Uh, they just got great entrance music. And then they introduce his opponent, Mercury. So, um, again, they've just turned Mercury into a baby face without turning him because he's just facing the heels, I guess. Uh, and Donovan gets in the referee's face, who shoves him down, and this gives Burke an opening to attack Mercury to start the match. So it's Nick Burke versus Mercury. Who's excited? I wasn't. I no. was not excited for this Nobody match. Nobody was. Yeah, I was like, where's Bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Burke loses control right away, even after starting with an attack, when Mercury moves from li- moves out of the way of his lion salt, then he hits a flying head scissors. Burke heads up to the top rope, but Mercury hangs him up and then hits like a super RKO and then follows it up with a big leg drop for a near fall. And then out of nowhere, Mercury just like Irish whips him and then rolls him into a small package and this match is over at 2 minutes and 49 seconds. Odd. 
Once are, again, though, I'm sort of I'm happy about it. Yeah, they've definitely learned their lesson. Like this could have been a 12 minute match in uh, any many other weeks. Do you think Zandig pays less if you're under like five minutes or whatever, or do you think it's just you do your match, you get your money? I think you find out how much you're getting paid at the moment that Zandig's like <laughs> here's ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to talk to him after any, he's, yeah. after he's had a couple and he's yeah. in a good mood. <laughs> oh, bro, Loba, I love you, dude. <laughs> here's two hundred dollars. Yeah. So then the softcore connection argue in the ring afterwards as the announcer calls for an intermission, which I thought was weird. And then out of nowhere, Nick Gage runs in, clears the ring, and just decapitates uh, Nick Burke. Uh, and then Frog splashes him uh, and uh, challenges him to a tables match on the next show. So I was like, all right, a tables match. That's cool. Nick Gage is just challenging everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got so many feuds going. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then backstage, it shows Team Softcore recouping, uh, which we, we were saying, why do all the all the promos right at the end of the show, like splice them in? So I was sort yeah. of happy to see this. Uh, but there, he, Burke just casually says, like, oh, I guess Ty already left for the WWF. And that, that's him getting it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they, get, they uh, reaffirm their goal that they need to get belts. That's their whole goal is to get some belts. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know. They're starting to grow on me a bit, especially after this episode. Because <laughs> I, like, I think they've... They're not very good, but they're also the only faction that feels coherent in a way. And yeah. has, like, an identity to a degree as a faction. Yeah. And then, like, even the hate club doesn't really have that. Like, there's no... Because, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like they're much of anything, really. It's just, like, Big Mac Smack, like, kind of walks around with wife Peter and stuff and then just... But this, like, at least feels like they're always hanging out together. They've got Joey Donovan in. Yeah, they're a bit goofy. They're having fun. And they've got, like, a coherent identity. And, like, especially after this episode as well, I was like, all right. I still don't really like Nick Burke, but overall, the softcore connection is kind of, like, growing I, I I agree. I will say. Uh, but yeah, more things to come with them. The announcer, Bar, and Hartog all come back <laughs> out after the <laughs> just a weird trio of dudes. Yeah, you mean Bar, not Bar Hartog? No, it the Bar ha- yeah, and yeah. Rob Hartog, uh, and they all come out. And then next out is the preacher, and he comes to that like uh, the song in Pulp Fiction, "Son of a Preacher Man." Yeah, uh, with a shirt that says "I I Heart New Jersey" on it. Uh, and he's just cutting this annoying promo and for some reason throwing salt at the crowd. I don't know if this is like... I Keep thought that's demons what they away. Do at, I thought that's what they do at like Jew- Jewish weddings. <laughs> salt. No, I, I mean, demons, I guess, or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I thought that was holy water, but it was just very bizarre. Uh, and then he gets in the ring and dumps his thing of salt on Hartog, who isn't going to take any shit and spears the, <laughs> spears the priest. It's better than a Goldberg spear. <laughs> So this whole thing, it, it was just written to get Hartog over, I guess. It, it works as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the crowd, crowd pops. You know, the kids he lost in the divorce are probably like, we love you, Dad, finally. That's done impressive. something cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got his move. Like, it's great. I love, actually, first time I've been like, the pastor angle is pretty all right. Yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> that. Yeah, they're building to a big match between these two. It's going to make a, lot, awesome. a lot of money to be made <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, and then the announcer introduces, they do it again, twi- two shows in a row. They bring out Team Softcore once again, like two segments in a row. Uh, and Trent Acid is out next uh, with Team Softcore. Burke grabs a woman from the crowd and he like walks her over to his corner. It's very strange. Like I think he's, he's almost like trying to do a gimmick with some girl. And then I think she realized that like 
he didn't really have a plan and just wanted her to stay in the corner of the whole match, so she just walked back to her seat. Was, yeah, he's not really Ric Flair level, is he, to be no. able to... to, to be it was able just to, weird. Yeah, and even, you know, Ric Flair shouldn't be doing that anyway, so when it's <laughs> Nick Burke, you're like, come on, mate. I've seen comedians do this, where they'll bring up audience members with a half-baked idea, and then, like, two minutes in, the audience member realizes that the, yeah, the comic's, like, bombing. <laughs> yeah, and just, <laughs> you're like, what just am I doing me in here? your bomb. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Am I a hostage? <laughs> <laughs> so then Trent cuts a promo, and then he's cut off with chants. Uh, homophobic in nature, these chants were. <laughs> Uh, and Nick Burke, he, Nick Burke comes to his defense. He's like, hey, 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 Trent Acid is anything but a homo. <laughs> it's like, what? such a hilarious it's a great defense. defense of your friend. Uh, and he's like, and anyway, he's going to be facing this new guy, Sick Nick Mondo, which my ears perked up when I heard this. And he's like, CZW doesn't need another Nick. And I'm like, yeah. All right. There is a lot of nicks, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yes, Acid says he's going to end Mondo's career on his first match. He He's like, by the way, we don't need this referee. We got our own referee. And they bring out Dewey Donovan. And then out comes deathmatch legend, Sick Nick Mondo, entering to the song, How Does It Feel? What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Uh, we're going to do a, a quick side profile here. I feel like it's been a few shows where we've had like a big name come in. I was so excited to see Nick Mondo. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, he's a prolific deathmatch wrestler who managed to make a huge mark in his career spanning just over four years long. He'd make his biggest impact in CZW, taking unimaginable bumps and raising the bar for deathmatch wrestling. After wrestling, Mondo would move to Japan and begin filming and directing. More recently, he made a CZW cameo a few years back and even worked for AEW as a director. As of this writing, he's 43 years old. So he literally started in 1999, got involved with CZW somehow, and by 2003, he's like, my body is destroyed, yeah, and I'm out of here. But like, since like in four years, because when you say he made a massive impact in 19, you're like, oh, so he died in 2003. But it's like, <laughs> no, he just was insanely good, and then was like, I- I'm. I'm gonna do the smart thing and just like it's almost like live. He, it's almost like he got a therapist. And and so or someone close to him was like, dude, like this is really fucked up. It feels <laughs> like he probably got healthcare for the first time, <laughs> and they were like, bro, you <laughs> you, you can't stop. do this anymore. Well, and there is a great documentary for anyone listening called Unscarred that he directed and uh, produced himself. And he basically says in that like he he had a real rough childhood and he just used violence as a way to like deal with deal with like his life anxiety yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that and it, he realized himself that it was really fucked up and just eventually retired uh and the first words out of his mouth he, he drops an f slur and i was like jesus yeah for, for straight reason, away i've only seen him as like this intellectual guy sort of like soft-spoken calm so when he just calls trent the f word i was like jesus christ like not expecting it he's gotta all. get himself over quickly and I guess with a New Jersey crowd. This did endear him greatly. Yeah, they were immediately like, yeah, this is my guy. (laughs) By the way, it's not just New Jersey. Like, you could tell half the crowd was from Philly. Because they kept chanting for, like, the Philly Flyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And chants, like, New Jersey sucks from, like, one part of the audience. 
So, yeah, but not like Philly's this enlightened place. They're basically the same city from <laughs> what I understand. Uh, so we get Trent Acid versus Sick Nick Mondo. Uh, and the action starts fast with Mondo springing to the top rope and almost immediately just bailing, but he manages to sort of recover and do a flip. Uh, this was like both guys are so sloppy, but they're also sort of talented. It was sort of like it was interesting to watch them work together. Yeah, because I think like they both grow into, I mean, obviously Trent Acid maybe like is actually the mirror of Nick Mondo because obviously you know kind of right. quite sadly passed That's away and like but they're very similar but at the moment they're quite rough but you can see that they're both very because like Mondo immediately comes in and is probably maybe apart from like Rick Blade or whatever probably the best wrestler immediately in totally. CZW and he's like, got the look yeah he's got the look he's he, you know he's doing things yeah he's doing them sloppy but he's like trying things like jumping off ropes and like yeah kind of botching a bit but also you're like yeah these are two guys who also like match each other quite well Mm -hmm. in their styles and they're doing flips and like i think they probably really enjoyed working with each other because they like bounce off each other really well the chemistry of those two is very good and that's like pronounced when you watch any other czw matches that's very rare to have in czw so far like wrestlers with chemistry well i felt like they were into that a bit too because they were like, literally exchanging the same moves, too. Like, at one point, Acid does this corkscrew leg drop, uh, and then, like, five, two minutes later, Nick Mondo does one, but it's a guillotine leg drop. Uh, Mondo attempts counter-jumping to the top again, uh, but, like, they do the RVD spot where Acid just pushes him into the crowd and then does a crossbody of his own, which Nick Mondo had just done a couple minutes earlier. Uh, they wrestle through to those corner, like, the trailer office thing because we are in Sewell, New Jersey, so it is that the same arena from last week. And the camera just loses track of them because for some reason it's just the hard camera. And then it's almost like they just got sent back. Like they never make it to the offices. Yeah. And then they just come back to the ring. It was weird. Yeah, this is a shame. I think it would have been a match that would have greatly benefited from just staying in the ring. Because mm-hmm. they really lose momentum when they do this. Because they do just like go on their jollies for a bit. The it, al- it almost feels anything. like there was a bouncer there. It was like, no, you can't go this way. Go back. Yeah, and exactly. they just turned around. It was weird. Yeah, they turn around and then come back. But they're like... It's hard to get them back into it because they've gone all the way around. <laughs> the camera's just doing it. Like, you're just watching no action for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they come back and you're just sort of like, that was weird. Yeah, totally. Well, Trent Acid sort of brings it back. He gets him to the top rope and hits a Splash Mountain face buster for a big near fall. Uh, they botch a tom- top rope attempt, ending in, like, a flat power bomb for Mondo. But you can tell, like, that wasn't what was meant to happen. It just looked like a real rough landing. Uh, and then they try again. Mondo hits a Frankensteiner, goes for another Frankensteiner right away, but this time Acid just hits another face buster on top of a chair, which just looked brutal. Mm. And, and Acid could have gone for the pinfall here, but instead decides to re-debut the moonsault. We haven't seen it in a few shows. He pulls his ass out, <laughs> makes a big like production out of it, and then Mondo dodges the moonsault. Uh, they wrestle outside. Acid sets up this b- table that's clearly broken. I'm pretty sure it's the one that uh, the Haas Bros like attempted to break and it yeah. like, sort of broke. Uh, and outside, Mondo is in the ring. They're countering each other. And then Mondo just gets back body dropped over the top rope through the table in like a brutal just yeah. flat bump. Well, yeah, because it he doesn't quite land on the table entirely yeah. it's like so his, his legs hit the table yeah but his back like smacks the floor <laughs> and you're like oh that's why he retired <laughs> like, it's just such a thud it's yeah yeah it's bru- it is brutal <laughs> so burke throws him back in the ring and then mondo gets a small package for a near fall which i thought was actually going to be the finish uh, but they didn't do it and then burke accidentally hits trent acid with a chair going for mondo 
And then he just hits Mondo in the back of the head for good measure. And Mondo falls on Trent Acid, who I thought this was going to be the finish. But Dewey Donovan refuses to do the call. So Rob Hartog slides in, does one, two, and then Nick Burke attacks Hartog, pulls him out. And then Dewey Donovan just simply puts, flips him over, puts Acid on top of Mondo, and does a fast count for the Trent Acid win at 12 minutes and 22 seconds. Really good match, I think. Really good match, yeah. Apart from the little bit in the middle, um, mm. I, but I thought they did recover it. And I'm uh, excited to see what Mondo does. I mean, I just think he's going to... It's going to be like Mick Foley in the late 90s. It's going to be every match is full tilt. And he's going to yeah. be, like, dangerous and reckless. And, like, when you're getting those sorts of, like, people as well, because it imp- it, it does raise the level of... Other, like, Trent Acid looked good and really good in this match, I thought. Totally. You know, so when you've got other people who are committed and things like that, you know, and it, it means that this is probably where the start of, like, a lot of the names that you've heard that have gone on to big things start, like creeping in every every so often because like holy shit like this nick mondo guy's mad i want to wrestle him and things like that so. totally yeah i think that's true it's too bad i think loki might be gone but loki nick mondo would have been just like yeah. a sick match maybe it happens who knows uh and then team softcore goes to continue the beatdown when out of nowhere two mask guys rush the ring and who I are they i wonder who they are <laughs> the guys who had to leave town did last i month. i called this <laughs> last <laughs> week Dude, that's the first thing i thought of. <laughs> i immediately i called this last week they the, the cash one, marinos one yeah. show off yeah the cash marinos are back baby <laughs> and, and the first thing robbie marino grabs the microphone he's like last month you guys were <laughs> chanting please don't go well, we're back. <laughs> like, you never left. Yeah, he literally never did go. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So, Marino's cutting this promo. And as he's doing it, Johnny Cashmere just casually, because they're both dressed in these tracksuits. Johnny Cashmere takes off the tracksuit, and he's wearing the same, like, weird boy band outfit that Trent Acid's wearing. Just, like, sheet metal outfit. And uh, he's literally doing, it's like the shield breakup. Like, he's getting the chair ready as Marino's back is turned to Another him. thing that they stole. Another thing. Yeah, add that to the list. And then his suit, and Burke is like, oh, it's weird you're saying that, Robbie, because we just talked to Johnny before the show, and he already accepted our deal. And as Robbie turns around, Cashmere smokes him in the head with a chair. I actually like this This is one. sick. It was this cool. Is inc- this is like... This is when a betrayal works, because, like, yes. There's stakes. Yeah, yeah I've never... Yeah, <laughs> they were brothers, yeah. yeah. But, like, I've I've never been the biggest fan, you know, comics and the combat zone does not, you know, does not uh, endorse their actions and their gimmicks. But they had been a team for a long time. Mm-hmm. They had, like, they were brothers. We'd met their dad. We'd met their father. <laughs> you know, We saw him accept their homosexuality. Yeah, and, you know, and also, like, there's... there's you can see they lose a lot and things like that, and you can see why maybe there's a rise. It makes sense. This is writing. Mm-hmm. This is like decent writing with a decent payoff of a betrayal. And yeah, I was genuinely like, I mean, because I was never into wrestling when the Shield thing happened, so I didn't know if that was uh, what was going on. But I was like, I probably reacted relative to the the popularity as bigger like <laughs> whoa as like people did for the Shield. I was like, holy shit, dude, he's betrayed. Like that's nuts. Yeah. It was. It was really cool. And then Acid and him hug, and they say the backseat boys have finally come to CZW. Yeah. So it is the debut. I knew this moment was coming, uh, and it finally happened. And then the beatdown just continues, and Johnny Cashmere pulls his ass out and hits a moonsault. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? They're <laughs> over. I'm big fans of these. And this is definitely the thing that made me go, okay, I like this. I like the softcore connection. The new, cool. ta- the new top tag team. For yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, was, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, it was I really agree. Good. good angle. 
Uh, then we get our hard cut, and we come back. Lobo's already in the ring when we come back, which is sort of strange. We don't even get his intro. And no no Venom shirt, by the way. I feel like he's just in a funk because I haven't seen yeah, Venom shirt. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want to bring Venom out when he's sad. Dude, imagine he wins the world title and then comes out with, like, a Carnage shirt. Like, oh. <laughs> he just keeps up great, yeah. <laughs> just till he gets to, like, a Galactus shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, introducing his opponent, the future of hardcore, Nick Gage. And I was, I don't know if we've seen this match before. Or if we did, it might have been really early on. Or maybe, like, music was blaring over Did they do, like, a Cage or match something. or something? Did it, they? it was just his pain that was the big feud with him. That was Cage of Death. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if we've seen this, and I was sort of excited for it, just knowing how... Nick Gage likes to abuse people, and Lobo takes abuse. I thought this was going to be yeah, a, yeah. a great match. Uh, Lobo kicks the hardcore title, like drop kicks it, almost like he's like, oh, fuck this piece of garbage. And that incenses Gage, who is like feels so prideful for this belt, and he just attacks Lobo. He throws him out and then hits a flip on him, then just one of the sickest chair shots to the head you've ever seen, like as hard as a guy can swing a chair. He just cracks him in the head. Yeah, it's brutal. And it's the first of many. Uh, Lobo reverses an Irish whip into the wall and then hits a chair shot of his own, but it just pales in comparison to what we just saw from Nick Gage. Uh, Lobo hits his Undertaker dive from inside the ring to outside the ring, throws Gage back in the shirt, when all of a sudden, like, so Lobo throws Gage back in and then he turns, and the guy from the last two shows that Lobo's had kicked out for wearing <laughs> wrestling t-shirts, he's like, I got you, you literally hear him say, I got you now, pussy. <laughs> yes. And then he goes to fight Lobo, and like, there's this big security pull apart with him, and they kick the guy out again. It's very odd, like, I still don't know if this is a work or a shoot. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's in. I don't know, because, like, the way the security are jumping on it and things like that, it was very odd. But, like... I know what you mean, because I've worked in a bar before where there was, like, customers that would reliably get kicked out on, like, yeah. a Friday, Saturday. But then the next Friday, Saturday, the they were just there again. Yeah, because like, he probably happened. spends a lot of money. Like, he probably... Or Zandig's friend <laughs> <laughs> or something. Oh, that's... There's nothing worse than when the bar owner has a dickhead friend yeah, that just, just, like, well, you give him drinks for free. And yeah. Like, but he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're building to some big feud. He looks like a wrestler, I will say. He looks built. He's yeah, big, yeah, yeah. To be wearing wrestling shirts. He looks much more legit than Lobo. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just random weird. Very strange. <laughs> and then Very the match odd just moment. continues. Uh, and then, literally, Lobo, just after this confrontation, he slides back in the ring, only to get hit with, like, an even more disgusting chair shot from Nick Gage. Like, the big, the top seat part of the chair just flies into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, wraps around his head like a necktie it's just brutal uh like like you know glass and tacks and shit and you see bumps that are like gross but i'm like i'd almost rather take a thumbtack bump than just how hard nick gage it's like an immediate concussion he's hitting him yeah. so hard in the head with a chair it's definitely there's a there's obviously the the sound to it as well which you kind of don't get with, t- with it's like tacks a, it's and like stuff. a gunshot yeah when you get when you hit you're like that is yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, so they wrestle towards the back office areas, but this time instead of a hard camera, the camera actually follows them. And they never make it to the actual trailers, but like uh, Gage throws Lobo into a vending machine, and they're sort of just uh, wrestling with the stuff in the lobby. And then they go right outside, and it becomes so dark that like you can't <laughs> you can't see what's going on. Yeah, they, and they haven't got a light on their camera or anything. It's like it's like the Blair Witch Project at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Right before that, Gage try he, he just has a bottle, like an empty beer bottle. And he goes to bottle Lobo and hits him as hard as he can with his bottle and it doesn't break. And you just hear the thud of yeah. a bottle. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, dude. The, yeah, Lobo, he's 
He's having it rough, to be fair. He took some head trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they should give him a proper title. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, so when they're outside, it's all dark, and you can't hear anything other than hard talk <laughs> yeah, near, yeah. near falls. <laughs> yeah, and then occasionally someone's like, punch him, Rob! <laughs> Rob, punch it, kick him! It lasts forever. Yeah, it's, it's very like strange. three, four minutes in the dark here. Yeah, it, it, is, it is very odd. And then... But the way that they break the darkness is is immense. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, Nick Gage just... It's like a stick wrapped in a rag. That he just <laughs> lights on fire. It's awesome. And the fire illuminates everything. You can see it. And then he turns and hits Lobo in the back, and Lobo's shirt catches on fire. Like, yeah. And you can tell they didn't plan for this at all. Like, he immediately stops, drops, and rolls, and people start trying to put him out. Yeah, and because Gage looks a bit like an ape, it is like when mankind discovered fire for the first <laughs> time when it lights up as well. Yeah. Because he's just like, ooh, 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 and then just, like, hits Lobo with it and sets him on fire. And then just, just like then there's just like a big fire in the middle of all these. It looks like a weird cult fight club yeah. sort of situation. Yeah, and he throws like, a stick on the ground, and then it just is the light for everyone. Yeah, and they all sort of they all sort of circle naturally around. It's this how I imagine stick. like weird Andrew Tate things go. Just like <laughs> men watching two other men square off to like prove who's the most alpha. Yeah, like, this it's looks so like, strange. This looks like Alex Jones would like re- secretly film this. And, like, re- <laughs> yeah, like Bill Gates the- is there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then a, a, another badass spot is the sticks on the ground. Lobo picks Gage up and body slams him on the flaming stick. Yeah, and he goes up, man. Like, he, Gage goes up, like, real quick. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's fire. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, like, sometimes, like, you can do it and, like, roll off quite... But he, like... Like, yeah. he's he's immediately up. Yeah, it's crazy. This is this was crazy. This was part this of was abs- I messaged you when I was watching this, just going, dude, this episode is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go back in the arena. Lobo sets a table outside, uh, outside the ring. Sorry, and then they go back in the ring, and things just slow down. Uh, and it's weird. They're doing this slow plotting match. They do this sometimes, almost where they reset after doing all this crazy shit. And it also made me laugh because I'm like, what percentage of the audience in the arena right now knows that they were just like. Lobo was just on fire. Yeah, they would just vaccinate everyone outside. Yeah, like, it it was nuts, man. I mean, not that many people normally go outside as well. It looked like a huge crowd. Yeah, totally. Uh, And then, yeah, so Gage, like, it's just the slowest plotting match for a couple minutes. And then Gage, with just one more chair shot, maybe the most brutal so far, just destroys a chair on Lobo's head. Yeah, it's brutal. It's just like, man, this guy's, that's like four concussions from what I'm counting so far. Uh, and then they go back outside the ring. They try climb up to that crow's nest where the guy's filming, uh, but Lobo cuts off Gage and then just suplexes him off like the cage part, the steel chain uh, cage, th- uh, with a basic suplex through a table, which looked pretty cool. Uh, Lobo and Gage are in the ring, and then a random dude puts in a table. Like, he was just one of the ring crew, and he just slid it in there. And then Gage just gets pissed and throws the table back outside and then sets it up there. And then turns and hits Lobo with, like, a fifth just chair shot right to the head. <laughs> it's just, again, like, I, I know I'm saying it a lot. It was, like, four or five just unprotected, insanely brutal Yeah, Lobo's shots. looking like Megamind the, the, <laughs> the next day. Like, there's no way. He's going full Benoit. <laughs> his, head is, <laughs> yeah. his head is scrambled eggs. <laughs> Uh, and then back in the ring, he goes for another chair shot, but Lobo blocks it finally and then hits one of his own. Uh, he takes Gage outside, sets him on the table, then hits a clean top rope leg drop for the win at 16 minutes and two seconds. I really didn't see Lobo going over here. No, 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 no. They, and, they and it was a pretty great match. For, really good match. For yeah, CCW. yeah. Really, really good match. Like, they did everything really well. Like, sometimes, even though it was dark for, like, three minutes of the match, <laughs> genuinely, like, it was still very fun. Um 
and like it was worth it to get to see like the first image of Gage just like discovering fire. Like <laughs> that was sick. yeah, it was it was it was a really good match. Like I really enjoyed it. These guys are, are fun together when they're wrestling, mainly because Lobo Lobo can just take it. And yeah, Nick Gage really likes to dish it out. Totally, totally. Uh, and Lobo gets the title as the announcer says, and still hardcore champion. I'm like, wasn't this won by Justice Payne last week? Like it felt like none of the events from last show mattered at all. And then they no. also backed out of their own stipulation they set up at the start of this show. Well, like, was this the one where they were like, it doesn't count because both your shoulders are down? Or is that the... No, that was Rick Blade. This was just... It, oh, this, right, yeah, This yeah, was yeah. the one where Lobo's like, I don't even want the hardcore title. And right, Nick okay, Gage yeah, yeah. got pissed and challenged Lobo to a match. And Justice Payne's not even involved, but they got yeah. the belt back somehow. It's, none of it made any sense. No, very uh, odd. Gage is mad at Hartog as Lobo goes up the ramp and he starts like, destroying the belt like with an electric saw like yeah, he very cuts it in three pieces which is just weird uh, and then he comes back to the ring and throws all the pieces and he grabs a microphone and this might have been the funniest promo in czw history yeah i think as we discussed this imagine that while lobo's doing this the theme tune from the incredible hulk tv show from the 80s is playing because <laughs> that's very much the vibe he's so sad yeah he's like you know i was i wasn't even went supposed to work tonight i'm supposed to be in japan but a lot of people know showed, so guess who took one for the team? It's Lobo. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in Japan. <laughs> He's like, I've taken bumps New Jack wouldn't even dream of, mm. which isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> no, New Jack has definitely dreamed of the bumps you've taken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he says, I'm angry. I got no push, no title shot. I'm just like, I've written here, wah. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Japan, wah. <laughs> Please, like, give me a real title, Sandy. And, and the fans just start mocking him. They're chanting for, like, the flyers. They're calling him a pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's meant to be this big moment for him, and the fans are just shitting right on him. I think it takes a lot to be, like, self-pitying and not have everyone turn on you in wrestling. Or like totally. Even, even in comedy, like, if you start reeling off, like, how you feel wronged, people are just like... People will think it, but as soon as you bring it up and say it by yourself, people are like, shut the fuck up, like, stop being... <laughs> like, that. you don't deserve these things. Yeah. And, like, like yeah, the crowd are immediately like... Oh, he's gay. <laughs> like, Dude, I was just going to say, like, a normal crowd wouldn't give you sympathy. This is like a homophobic, drunk, <laughs> yeah. like, New Jersey crowd. Like, it literally, they're just channeling their dads, calling them gay for, like, Yeah, crying. showing emotion and things like that. And we're <laughs> yeah. pro-emotion on comics and the combat zone. But this is, like, two thousand year 2000, New like, Jersey. New Jersey <laughs> in, like, a hardcore wrestling, you know, franchise, like... Bad move, Lobo. I don't know who told you to do this. Well, I, I so by the end of this, I was wondering, like, did he just go into business for himself, or are they like doing a weird shoot thing, like, uh, like an angle? It, it was really interesting, actually. Yeah, I think it's a bit, but I think Lobo's probably genuinely like, why, like, all these other people are getting pushes. I'm willing to take these insane things, and he has taken insane bumps. Probably no more doubt. than anyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he took the pyramid of hell bump. Yeah, he went through that table, didn't he? <laughs> and, like, almost was on fire. Um, so, yeah, like, I can understand it to a degree, but I don't know, just, like, doubling down so much. And then also, if he's going to do it, he should angle back up into, like, so I'm going to destroy everyone. Like, Lobo's not taking any prisoners. You can't just stay sad. You totally. need to have levels to it. He's sad mode, and then he's like, and you know, this might be the last time you ever see Lobo here. And the fans just start cheering and chanting CZW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. This is such a fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And then, then the fans start start chanting ECW as if, like, that's an option. Like, 
Which, oh man, I would love the alternate timeline where Lobo goes for a run in ECW here. Which, yeah. Which w- shuts down within a year of this recording, but... After Lobo, jo- <laughs> Lobo <laughs> joins in immediately. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we get our cut. Uh, very, very strange. Uh, and then the following contest is a stretcher match. Our main event, uh, Rick Blade, just with the longest entrance ever, like full bow at the bar. It's like they felt... Yeah, they, they give him all of it. They give him all of the <laughs> intro. And then they come out, uh, him and Shorty come out dressed in red this week instead of blue. I, th- I thought they looked good, you know, tandem outfit. Both of them look great, yeah. And then Justice Payne comes out with a shirt that reads, It's all about me, which might just be the lamest shirt I've ever read or seen. It's all about uh, me. And we get our CCW Junior Heavyweight title match, Rick Blade versus Justice Payne in a stretcher match. Uh, Rick Blade's quick to attack, and then, like, he knocks Justice Payne down and then grabs a ladder immediately, and he throws it to Justice Payne who catches it, and then he spin kicks it, sort of like Rob Van Dam would do. Uh, but then right away, Justice Payne reverses an Irish whip and then throws the ladder outside and does a basic suplex, almost like a fuck you to the fans. He's like, yeah. I'm not doing any of this weapon shit. Uh, they have a back and forth ending in this nice sit out power bomb from Justice Payne. Uh, uh, right away, these guys are working well together, you know. Yeah, definitely, and I think the crowd are into it as well. Like, mm. yeah, it's it's going. It's a good fun match to watch so far. Like, yeah, they suit each other well. Justice Payne, I think, come on a long way, mm-hmm. for, like skill wise, like as a wrestler and things like that. So. Yeah, it's uh, they're doing a lot of cool shit together. Yeah, uh, Rick Blade sets up this massive ladder again, like actually stands it up, and he goes to do the sort of Jeff Hardy leapfrog over the ladder, and the ladder's just a bit too big, and it clips his leg, and he almost just eats shit, but he sort of turns into like an elbow drop. So He's done it a couple of times as well. He can't judge. He has no idea how the tall ladders, ladders are, are. Too big. <laughs> yeah, get a smaller ladder. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and then Blade puts uh, Justice Payne on a stretcher and goes to leave with him. And Smack Mac comes out from the back and like stops it. Like he puts his hands on it and then pushes it back and runs over Rick Blade with the stretcher, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Rick Blade like sold it like he couldn't stop this. To, I mean, Max Mac, he's got girth on him. He's got mm. girth on his side for sure. If he wants to put his mind to something <laughs> and then mac justice pan and just in case put blade on it uh, put blade on the stretcher and then just run it into a wall which is sort of a cool spot <laughs> uh blade and justice pan go for a high spot on the top rope but blade just completely bails he like falls from the top rope to the floor and the fans just chant you fucked up at him yeah and then justice pain improvises and he uh like ju- so in the meantime just in case and smack mac put blade on the stretcher and then Justice Payne does a senton onto the stretcher, which it sounds almost like cushy because, you know, stretchers are almost like portable beds or whatever. But the the stretcher has no give at all. Like, when they land on it, the stretcher doesn't buck, buckle in the slightest. Like, it looks like a brutal bump. Yeah, you're designed to lie on there, not take wrestling moves on there. <laughs> so I don't think it was comfortable. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, it's almost like a, like this, like a shopping cart. Like if you were to bump on that, there would be no give. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. It's rough. I don't think it would hurt. It. I'm like, and it's stretcher, an authentic stretcher. And well, I, t- the stretcher they've managed to source, cause they must have a couple of them. <laughs> I don't think they're good stretches. Right. I don't. Yeah. I mean, authentic, maybe good. Different question. It looks like Zandig beat up a paramedic and like stole his stretcher. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's in Japan. He's, fl- <laughs> he's fleeing the cops. So just in case a Mac move Blade around on the stretcher and sort of Justice Payne is directing traffic uh, and he goes for a moonsault on the stretcher, but Blade moves out of the way and Justice Payne, like he doesn't quite 
shoot far enough so just his knees and his legs hit the stretcher yeah that would be rough <laughs> it was fucking brutal man he just wipes out uh blade gets back in the ring with the ladder he hits his rikishi driver which always looks good and then he puts justice Payne under the ladder this is a spot i've never gotten that wrestlers do instead of putting him on top of the ladder he puts him under the ladder and then does a swanton bomb onto the ladder yeah that would hurt you a lot as well it looks like it hurts him way worse man yeah i'd way rather be under the ladder than take the do the dive onto a ladder and then rick blade goes back to the top and he hits like a flawless shooting star press and the crowd goes wild yeah yeah, yeah. like they're just like holy fuck a shooting star <laughs> yeah. press it was like it looked cool i mean he did nail it and then back outside blade reverses an irish whip and then does a moonsault off the wall like one of those kick off like kicking off the wall moonsaults it's pretty cool rick blade's pulling it all out here look, looking as cool as ever yeah yeah definitely and then mac and just in case just jump blade and then put him on the stretcher once again and justice Payne hits just a, a brutal leg drop he jumps from the top rope onto the stretcher and it's like his thigh just hits rick blade in the face and it's just no give on the stretcher. no yeah it doesn't it looks not, brutal man yeah yeah it's and he's probably got powerful thighs <laughs> and then out of nowhere in maybe the dumbest finish in CCW history, the bell just rings and a time limit draw is called at 12 minutes and 55 seconds. It's all, it's in fucking, a stretcher match. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it's stretching my patience, mate. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a bad finish. I, I can't, I couldn't believe it, dude. It's like, I, I can't even think of it. I'm trying to make a comparison, but it's just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, it really is. And like the crowd is just like, obviously let them carry on. What yeah. stupid, like, this is the thing with CZW where they just there's no consistency with the rule. Like, why are they doing this? There's, I don't remember it being announced. Did it? They announced there's a time limit. Of course not. Yeah. So it was just like, why? When, even if they did, why twelve minutes fifty five seconds? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Until twelve minutes fifty five seconds. Yeah, the, the, a great time. Yeah. Uh, That's it's, it's mad. Like it's crazy. Stupid. Yeah, very. And especially because the show's been so good so far, and the match was was really good. It's just like. I mean, I know they're doing it so they can have another match. But it's just creatively bankrupt. Like, yeah. come up with anything. Just do it like a DQ. Just do another, like, no contact or just something else. Or like, Justice Payne cheats to win with two guys yeah, by and his then side. Rick Blade, yeah, like the hate club. And then Zandik, the voice of Zandik can be like, well, actually, you used your <laughs> friend. And, like, instead, it's just this stupid, absurd, like, who decided that? I don't know who decided that. Really dumb. So Rick Blade crawls back in the ring with his belt as Justice Payne is leaving. And then Blade gets on the mic and says, you know what? I'm not even the champ. I know you did beat me last month, fair and square, uh, but I don't think you're the champ either. This is a vacant belt. And he throws it down on the ground. And then Max Smack comes out smiling and he just picks it up. Yeah, that's, pretty, like, that's pretty funny. He's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that is great that he's just like, okay, I'll take it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Blade says, we will wrestle again. Uh, and then, yeah, this is the end of the show. We get our hard cut as the camera joins Team Softcore. And Trent Ass is telling the classic joke where he's like, and then I said, wrecked him, damn near killed him. <laughs> and everyone just, like, laughs. I, I think that It's was, pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Dewey Donovan shows up, and he's like, guys, I got the belts. I got the belts. And he's just got, like, belts you'd wear on your trousers, like three belts. And they're like, not those belts, stupid. <laughs> like, it's just so dumb, dude. Yeah, it's very, str yeah, very, uh, yeah, 
A, a very odd skit. And then they go to high five, and they all miss the high five at the same time. And then they do it again. Yeah, they do it again. They're like, we got to get better at that. It's yeah. Really dumb. But like I said, goofy. They are sort of endearing here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then we get Diablo and Dahmer. It's tough to see them because they're walking outside, and it's all dark. And they're walking towards their car, trash-talking Gabriel Knight. <laughs> I have written here, it's like porn-level acting, which I know I've said <laughs> before. Like, they're yeah. just so bad at it's, acting. He's really bad. And then Dahmer, he's like... They get to the car, and he's like, oh, oh, fuck, man. I forgot my bag inside. I got to go get my bag. And Diablo's like, well, hurry up, man. I'll, I'll get the car started. And it's just, you know what's happening next. It's so, like, a five-year-old could tell you this guy's about to get attacked. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happened. Gabriel Knight attacks him, hits him against the car a few times, and then he just flatly body slams him on concrete, <laughs> which actually looked, like, awful. Yeah, it looked bad. Uh, and then that was how this, that's how this show ends. Yeah, that was uh, what a great ending. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll I'll throw this one to you at first because I I will say this is the closest I've come to giving a two since we started this podcast. What what say you? <sighs> yeah, I was thinking I was at one point thinking about giving it two. I think I think I'm giving it a one point eight five. Eight five. Yeah, that's even higher than seven five. Yeah, by point one. <laughs> and I think the cameras improved. The audio's improved. I have written here, the long runtime and the dumb finish of the main event kept it from a two for me. Yeah, I think it could be... Yeah, they've got two things sort of fixed, but they need to get better at things. You know, they have shorter matches and, like, just making it a tighter show overall. Well, and the bad stuff was kept short, which I liked. Yeah, that ending that ending really did sour it a bit because, obviously, that's an important way to do it. It's, it's, important, it's important to strut start strong which they kind of didn't really you know it was kind of fun eventually but it's not a, a flying start but there was enough good in there that i was like that was actually a good i i, I enjoyed the show for sure mm-hmm. yeah not a passable show because it's also it's weird like it's good because we've we've just watched like 20 ccw shows in a row but overall the show isn't good i mean it's good for ccw yeah yeah absolutely and i mean i think it's also been a, a really bad run of CZW shows, it feels like. Yeah. Like, it's been probably the worst run in terms of, like, just, <laughs> just like, dog shit shows. So, it, it felt nice to have this. And, and, like, also, it's also good to have hope for the future of the shows. And definitely from this, like, Nick Mondo coming in, like, actually starting to like the softcore connection because they're mm-hmm. building things. Nick Gage is just on fire. Yeah, Nick get literally, um, <laughs> <laughs> figuratively. And Lobo's, I like the Lobo direction. Yeah, Lobo's depressed arc, school shooter arc. <laughs> like, it's all, it's all, it's coming together in a nice way. The Zandig voiceover was fucking incredible and I'm excited to see him come back. So, yeah, 1.85, still, still some wiggle, you know, still some room to... To, to improve I to feel the there. two's on the way though it does feel like it's coming there's going to be one show I think that's going to blow that I think we're going to be like that has to be a 2.5 actually yeah, like, yeah, I think totally. we're going to skip right over the, the barrier and go to the next one but no I, I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, to watching more now I agree well hey we've been the comics in the combat zone hope you've enjoyed listening I'm what did you give it? Uh, 1.75. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, but I had I had written two and then crossed it out like during that, the yeah, yeah fine sorry, finish guys. I know, like, Zandig must be listening to this, and he's just heartbroken. Yeah, he's going to talk over the microphone in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm Jordan Ducharm, at FunnyJordanD on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Ben Stead, at PinkHoverboard on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. Keep it tuned to the Wrestling Brain, and we'll be with you next week.